This episode of the Fight Talk Podcast is brought to you in part by Vacated Title. Vacated Title is an elite design and lifestyle brand for wrestlers, promotions, and wrestling fans. VacatedTitle.com will be launching soon, and check out at Vacated Title on Twitter for the latest updates. Hey everybody, welcome to Fight Talk. This is Steven Jensen. Today I'm here once again with Spencer Corley, and we are going to do our UFC end-of-year award show. This is going to be for the year of 2016, and it will just be for the UFC. There's too many MMA organizations out there, too many fights and fighters, and all these categories to choose from. So this will be a strictly UFC award show for 2016. But first, how you doing today, Spencer? Pretty good. Just lounging around, a little cold outside, just hanging out, watching some football now. Yep, hanging out, watching some football. We had some snow yesterday. Both of us had no work. That was pretty cool. Never going to complain about that. And today it's too cold to really do anything, so we're sitting around watching some NFL playoff football, recording this podcast. So most of these awards and winners are pretty much right off the top of our head. We decided to do this just a few minutes ago. I put together a, a list full of categories, and we are going to just go one by one through these. And are you ready to start doing this, Spencer? Should I do these first and then you go? or switch? Let's switch off. Let's do that. All right, that works. All right, so I'm going to have you start it off. The first category, 2016 UFC Awards for the Fight Talk Podcast, Male Fighter of the Year. Who you got, Spence? Uh, I mean, this was obviously a tough one. Uh, a lot of great fighters turned out this year. You know, I'm going to go with Stipe Miocic. You know, he had a great year. Uh, a couple first round knockouts and won the belt and then went and uh, defended it at UFC 203 in his hometown of Cleveland and it kind of seems like there's a new sheriff in town in the heavyweight division and I love the guy, I love what he's doing uh, he just seems to be a very humble guy so I'm going to go with Stipe on this one Interesting choice I don't I don't hate it though, Stipe Miocic he had a great year Let's see everybody that he beat in 2016. I'm going to pull that up right here. Because obviously we know he won the championship. And he also defended against Alistair Overeem as well this past year. And won the t- oh, beat Andre Arlovsky in January. So yeah, went over Arlovsky in January. A win in May over Verdum to win the championship. Defended it against Overeem. It's a hell of a choice. My decision is the pretty obvious one. I chose Conor McGregor. I know that he lost to Nate Diaz earlier this year, or early last year, for recording this on the 7th day of January 2017, but the guy fought in multiple weight classes. He made the company more money than we've ever really seen before, and he did avenge his loss to Nate Diaz, as well as defeat Eddie Alvarez for the championship at lightweight. I couldn't pick anyone but Conor. This has been the year of Conor McGregor, and 2017 may continue that. We'll see where that goes. So, 2016 Fighter of the Year for the UFC. Spencer's got Stipe Miocek. I've got Conor McGregor. After that, we've got our Female Fighter of the Year. I've got Amanda Nunez. Big year. We saw what she did to Ronda. We saw what she did to Misha. She pretty much retired two legends. And what more can you really say about that? I I think that there's other women fighters who had great years, but I think Nunez... It was an easy choice in this in this category. How about you, Spence? So, yeah, I'll take Nunez also. I mean, the way she came in and just really took it to Tate, and then what she did to Rousey, I think in 2017, I think she's going to look at that 145 title. 
I don't see why she could be stopped by anyone in that division. So I think, uh, yeah, female fighter of the year has got to be Nunez. And we also can't forget, back in March, she beat Valentina Shevchenko, who beat Holly Holm later on at UFC 201. So I think it's pretty unanimous here as far as Amanda Nunez for Female Fighter of the Year defeated Valentina Shevchenko in March, Misha Tate in July, and Ronda Rousey uh, just about a week or so ago, December 30th. So Amanda Nunez is your UFC Fighter of the Year. After that, we've got Fight of the Year. Spencer, who you got for Fight of the Year? I've got a list of honorable mentions as well as my winner, but I want to hear who you got first. Um, I think we kind of talked about we talked about this a couple times, Fight of the Year. And I'm going to go with one with pretty recently, Cub Swanson versus Du Ho Choi. It was only a three-rounder, but I don't think I've ever seen guys just throw down like that for three rounds. I mean, the striking, the shots that they were both taken. Um, yeah, so that was the one that was most vivid in my memory as of late. And, uh, you know, there's obviously a couple of them. And I'll let you hit on that other one that I know we were talking about. Yeah, my fight of the year happened way back in the beginning of 2016. And it held from the first pay-per-view of the year all the way through. In my opinion, the best fight of the year was... Carlos Condit versus Robbie Lawler for the welterweight championship. I think Condit won that fight personally. It was a very, very close fight, and it was an amazing fight. I've got Lawler and Condit as my 2016 UFC fight of the year. Some other fights that need to be mentioned. Both Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz fights I thought were great fights, big fights. Steve Boss versus Sean O'Connell from the Wonder Boy versus Roy McDonald fight night. That was a light heavyweight fight, and for anyone who hasn't seen that one, check it out. That was an absolute war. I love that fight. It's not as, t- as talked about, but it was a great fight. I also had the Choi and Cub Swanson on my list as well. So I'm going with Lawler and Condit, and Spencer has got... Duho, Choi, and uh, Cub Swanson. As our 2016 UFC Fights of the Year. Up next, we've got Knockout of the Year. My knockout of the year is, gosh, this is tough. Because I have, it depends on how you look at this category. My knockout of the year is Conor McGregor over Eddie Alvarez. And I thought it was a sweet combination. He just lights him up. It's four or five punches unanswered. Tags him, wins the championship in impressive fashion. I've got Conor McGregor knocking out Eddie Alvarez as my knockout of the year. I have some honorable mentions, but I'll get to those after hearing your winner, Spencer. Yeah, I also have some honorable mentions. There were just so many good ones. Knockout of the year, I'm going to have to give it to Tyron Woodley. We were, uh, we were there in Atlanta for the card, and he knocked out Lawler and just made it look easy. After all these wars that Lawler's been through, it was uh, it was tough to see that, and I was it was disappointing to me. So I'm gonna give that knockout of the year. You know what? I had that as my second place. So and that was a close one. That was my number one and number two. Some honorable mentions as far as actual style points, like the coolest knockout that I saw this year. Lando Venata hit a spinning wheel kick on John McDessie uh, not too long ago, actually, just a few months ago. That was the most impressive one, in my opinion. I've also got the Steve Miocek knockout over Fabrizio over Doom on my list, as well as the Michael Bisping knockout over Luke Rockhold on my list. Was there anyone else you wanted to add to that? Uh, no, I was going to say the uh, 
uh, Bisbing on Rockhold, that one, you know, obviously for Bisbing winning the belt, just being at the right place in the right time. All right, after that, submission of the year. It's your your choice, I believe, right, Spencer? You're up. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to take uh, Misha Tate over Holly Holm. I mean, she was getting her butt kicked the entire fight in the fifth round. I think there was like a minute left in the fifth round, and she was just gutting it out. It was all heart, and she gets her with the uh, the rear naked choke and wins the women's belt for the first time in the UFC. So i got to go with that one. I had that number two on my list, and this also, just like knockout of the year, depends on how you're looking at it. On the last one, I went kind of significance, a little bit of style points too, because Connor made it look easy. But on this one, I went style points. I went Ben Rothwell choking out Josh Barnett. It was the first time Josh Barnett has ever been submitted in his entire career, and it was a pretty cool choke. I believe they call it the go-go choke. It's like a front face lock choke, something you very rarely see, especially from heavyweights. That was my submission of the year, Ben Rothwell. I also had Tate over home on mine as well, and I also uh, wanted to mention, of course, Nate Diaz uh, choking out Conor McGregor. That was another big one on the same card as Misha Tate and Holly Holm at UFC 196. So I've got Rothwell for my submission of the year, and Spencer has Misha Tate over Holly Holm. Yeah, and just the significance of of Nate choking out Conor as well. I mean, it just kind of... Connor was growing bigger than the sport, and he has, but to show that uh, he could be beaten and that his ground game showed some flaws, that was obviously a big one. Up next, we got breakout fighter of the year. My choice is Cody Garbrandt. Obviously, what Garbrandt did just a week or so ago to Dominic Cruz was obviously impressive in itself. We can talk about that all day. We already have talked about that quite a bit. But in the year 2016, he had... One, two, three knockouts before the Dominic Cruz fight, most recently against Thomas Almeida and Tegea Mizugaki, both very impressive knockouts. So my, my winner for this category for Breakout Fighter of the Year, Cody Garbrandt, our new reigning defending Bantamweight champion, who do you have for Breakout of the Fighter, uh, Spence? I'm taking Max Holloway. And he's really been climbing through the ranks. He didn't have a whole lot of fights this year, which kind of surprises me. Um, he fought Ricardo Lamas and then Anthony Pettis. And the Lamas fight, so it went all, I think it was just three-rounder. Yeah, it was a three-rounder. And at the end of the fight, the way he pointed down, they, they looked at each other, they pointed to the center of the octagon and threw hands for the last 10 seconds of the fight when Holloway was clearly winning it and just did it strictly for the fans. Like, hey, I'm going to try and knock him out for you guys. And they both stood there and exchanged. And, uh, yeah, he just beat Anthony Pettis at 206. So now he's the interim champ. And the guy's really just been climbing through the ranks, beating up people, um, going back to to 15. Cole Miller, Cub Swanson, Charles Olivieri, uh, Jeremy Stevens. So he's, yeah, he's been on a run here. And, you know, I'd like to see him square it up with, with Aldo at 145 and you know, determine who the real champ is. So that is my breakthrough fight of the year. So we got Max Holloway from Spencer, Cody Garbrandt from me. Somebody else that needs to be mentioned is a man that made his UFC debut in February of 2016 and since then has racked up three victories in the UFC. He's a friend of the Fight Talk podcast, Mickey Gall. I think he has to be mentioned, breakout fighter of the year. He beat Mike Jackson in February. 
the big win against CM Punk in September, and then defeated Sage Northcutt. Big, big year for Mickey Gall, and he is a rising star and has to be considered a top 10, top 15 fighter at welterweight at this point, in my opinion. So I think Mickey Gall needs to be mentioned, but I have Cody Garbrandt as my breakout fighter of the year. Spencer has... Max Holloway. Max Holloway. Up next, we've got the comeback of the year. And for this category, we did this more based on the person, like the fighter, making kind of more so a career comeback of sorts. Not so much a comeback during a fight. I mean, I think one guy just hands down over everyone, Dominic Cruz, came back, won the belt against Dillashaw in a very close five-round battle, and then defeated Uriah Faber, and then, you know, lost the belt. But the way he came back after years off, uh, he's got to be the comeback guy of the year. Yeah, for me, it's a no-brainer. Dominic Cruz wins. Anyone who wants to hear a really good explanation of this, check out the MMA Hour Award show. Ariel Hawani breaks it down very well. The guys just had so many roadblocks, so many serious injuries, the things he's had to fight through just to get to the fights themselves. I'm very impressed by Dominic Cruz. I think that he's definitely the comeback of the year, win, lose, or draw against Cody Garbrandt. And that leads me right into the next category, the upset of the year which I have the winner being Cody Garbrandt over Dominic Cruz. I think we all knew that Cody Garbrandt was a terrific fighter, but nobody expected him to do that to Dominic Cruz. So it's not an upset in the sense of like Matt Serra defeating George St. Pierre back in the day, nothing like that. But I just didn't see anybody doing that to Dominic Cruz. So Cody Garbrandt kind of more, more or less an upset. I thought Cruz was going to win that fight, and Cody Garbrandt proved me completely wrong. Spencer, who do you have for your 2016 upset of the year? Uh, I'm going to go back to the same with the, the knockout of the year. Lawler and Woodley, I just I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming that fast. I mean, Woodley had been out of the octagon. He didn't fight for like close to a year or something. I thought maybe he'd have some ring rust. He wouldn't look as sharp and as quick, but he came in. He looked healthy. He looked motivated and just made quick work of, of Lawler. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I That fight was very interesting. Being there live, that was wild. That atmosphere was really cool. I thought that that was, a, that was an upset, in my opinion. I didn't think that Woodley was going to win that fight. So, interesting. So we've got Spencer with upset of the year. Tyrone Woodley defeating Robbie Lawler for the welterweight championship. In my upset of the year, Cody Garbrandt defeating Dominic Cruz for the bantamweight championship. After that, we got rivalry of the year. Spencer, who you got for your 2016 rivalry of the year? I'm going to have to go with Diaz and McGregor on this one. I mean, they just built it up so big. The way that the shit-talking has just escalated and is still going on. And eventually they're going to have to give us that trilogy fight. But, yeah, that's that's definitely the rivalry of the year. Some of the interviews that those guys were having, the you know, the pre-fight press conferences. I mean, they just couldn't, couldn't even sit in the same room together. Just a whole lot of a lot of antics that, that really built up that rivalry, and there's only more of that to come, which is exciting. I couldn't agree more. I also had the same thing. Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor, the obvious rivalry of the year, in my opinion. After that, coach of the year. I'm going with John Cavanaugh, Conor McGregor's coach. Kind of for the same kind of stuff we've been talking about with Conor. I think it's a no-brainer for this one. Obviously, you have the usual guys like Greg Jackson and and Mike Winkle John and those kind of guys. 
But I think this year was the year of Conor McGregor. It was the year of John Kavanaugh. I could say the same. I mean, Dwayne Ludwig has done well. There's been other great coaches, but I think John Kavanaugh had the best year. Spencer, who is your coach of the year? Uh, I'm going the same. John Kavanaugh. Just the way he got Conor ready for the next fight, the rematch versus Diaz. Um, just the training, the rigorous training that he put him through. And just, you know, he Diaz wasn't able to take him down. It's takedown defense. And, yeah, I, I think that he just had him so prepared for that fight and Eddie Alvarez that it's hard not to give it to the guy. And I do want to throw an honorable mention, rivalry of the year, to uh, Dominic Cruz and Uriah Faber, the grudge match that they finally got out of the way. So that was also... There's quite a bit of buildup. Those guys are good talkers, so throwing that one out there. Good deal. After that, we've got our event of the year. Spencer, you're up first. Your event of the year for the UFC 2016. UFC 205, Madison Square Garden. Finally getting it sanctioned up there. It was huge. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think they'll do anything bigger in 2017. I don't know how they could. That was, that was a great card. They stacked it up. And, you know, we didn't really miss out on a whole lot like we did in UFC 200. So, yeah, UFC 205 for sure. For this category, I wanted to go through a couple things and kind of just build up to my event of the year. So, as far as the most stacked card goes, I agree with you 100%. UFC 205. And on that show, we had Conor McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez. Tyron Woodley versus Steven Thompson, Yanni on Jacek versus Carolina Kovalkiewicz, Joel Romero versus Chris Weidman, and Raquel Pennington versus Misha Tate, all on the main card. On the undercard, you had names like Frankie Edgar, Jeremy Stevens, Michael Johnson, Khabib Nurmagomedov, Tim Bosch, and Rafael Natal. You had Bilal Muhammad on there as well. You had Liz Carbouche on the fight past prelims as well as Jim Miller and Thiago Alves. That's not even naming everybody on the card. That is absolutely insane. That's by far the most stacked card I've ever seen the UFC put on. So I'm putting that out there as the most stacked UFC event, UFC 205. I agree with you 100%. Now, some other events that I need to mention, and I'm going to lead into what I think was the actual best event of 2016. So I want to mention UFC 196. On this card, the most notable things, Misha Tate defeating Holly Holm and Nate Diaz defeating Conor McGregor, both on the same show. The rest of the card was decisions but those two fights were very memorable both being rear naked chokes very memorable card it needs to be mentioned on this list then also it needs to be mentioned UFC 200 while it wasn't the card that I think most of us expected it to be I just want to go down this list main event was Amanda Nunez versus Misha Tate we had Brock Lesnar Mark Hunt Daniel Cormier Anderson Silva Jose Aldo, Frankie Edgar, and Cain Velazquez, Travis Brown on the main card. That's absolutely stacked. On the prelims, names such as Juliana Pena, Kat Zingano, Kelvin Gastelum, Johnny Hendricks, Rafael Sunsau, TJ Dillashaw, Sage Northcutt. We had Joe Lozon, Diego Sanchez, Thiago Alves, Gegard Musasi, Jim Miller, and Talkin' Argyomi all on the show. Absolutely stacked card. UFC 200. Huge event. But it was also played by some controversy, uh, namely the Brock Lesnar, John Jones situations. The UFC event of the year is UFC 202, headlined by Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz, the rematch, because the card itself, from the bottom to the top, on the main card, we had Tim Means winning by knockout, Mike Perry winning by knockout, 
Donald Cerrone over Rick Story, winning by knockout after a crazy combination. We had Anthony Johnson beating Glover Teixeira by knockout. So it was just a really, really entertaining show, and it was headlined by that huge rematch between Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. And it also needs to be mentioned, on the Foxport 1 prelims, the main event was Cody Garbrandt defeating Takeya Mizugaki by TKO in the first round, which led to him fighting Dominic Cruz for the title. So my event for 2016 is UFC 202, but I also agree 100% with Spencer's UFC 205. That card was absolutely stacked. There's no doubt about that. So up next, walkout of the year. For me, there were two that stood out. I'm not going to say both because I want to get your your choice as well. I'm going to let you go first on this because I don't think you're going to have the same one as me. Spencer, who is your 2016 UFC walkout of the year? I'm just going to say this based on the way it made me feel when he was coming out. I've never had butterflies in my stomach like this. UFC 196 when Connor was coming out. The way I felt about it, just how much shit talking they got in before the fight and the way they just they built it up that that that's it for me I, I've never felt like that and I mean it was both of those guys but more so when Connor came out just the excitement that I had for that fight I like that choice I'm going to name some honorable mentions then I'll give you my winner for walkout of the year I want to mention Dan Henderson walking out to fight Michael Bisping he always comes out to that Made in America song that was cool knowing it was going to be his last fight, this big grudge match with Michael Bisping for the title. I also want to mention Uriah Faber coming out to California Love one last time for the Fox card. And that's how big of a deal Uriah Faber is and his entrance. Fox usually doesn't show the entrances for anything but the main event. They showed Faber coming out on their show. I thought that was a big deal. But my walkout of the year was a no-brainer for me. CM Punk, cult of personality, coming out to fight Mickey Gall, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, he came out to his old WWE theme song. Did he get his ass kicked when he fought? Yes. But it was Mickey Gall, and we found out that that guy is way better than we thought. CM Punk came out to Cold Personality. That's all I needed to see in 2016. I I would've been cool right there if it stopped right there. I absolutely loved it as a major fan of professional wrestling. So, my choice is CM Punk, and Spencer's got... Connor walking out at UFC 196. All right. Up next, we've got promo of the year. So this is pretty much any kind of interview or post-fight, pre-fight, anything that, and just basically a sound clip, a quote of some kind that really stood out to you this year. My choice is the Nate Diaz quote of, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers, because it just was perfect. It described the situation he beats Conor McGregor on short notice, and he's asked what he thinks about it, and that's his answer. He's not surprised, motherfuckers. What else could he really say? I got some honorable mentions, but I'm going to let Spencer go first on this one, or go next before I give you my honorable mentions. Spencer, what is your 2016 promo of the year? Uh, I mean, Conor calling out Jeremy Stevens, the who the fuck is this guy? Um, you know, that's great, and you know, I think Diaz calling uh, Connor and his and John Cavanaugh their training uh, oh just playing grab ass in the park that was funny um, but yeah I'm going to go with the who the fuck is this guy that was actually my second place so mine I'm not surprised motherfuckers Nate Diaz Spencer's got who the fuck is this guy love it 
That's the promos of the year. Number one and number two, hands down. After that, we've got the story of the year. Spencer, what is your 2016 UFC story of the year? Story of the year, I'm going to have to give to, to Michael Bisbang just for everything that he's been through to uh, just grind it out. And like I said earlier, I mean, just right place at the right time. Weidman gets hurt. He can't fight Rockhold. He's got to step in and then just does the unthinkable, knocks out Rockhold. He's got the belt, and, yeah, I mean, some of the shit he was talking, I mean, his post-fight interviews, those were hilarious. Um, so I've got to give it to, to Bisbing for everything that he's been through and to finally be the, the champ. So I actually had Michael Bisbing as my runner-up for comeback of the year to Dominic Cruz, but obviously what Cruz has been through has just been so wild. But Bisbing went from pretty much maybe being done his career being over to champion all due to kind of circumstances but he capitalized on those circumstances so i like that my story of the year was the ufc sale that's a huge story uh, another big story ariel hawani getting banned by the ufc although it was briefly i thought it was a big story and i also want to mention the john jones and brock lesnar situations their suspensions i thought were big stories this year because they're both very big names in the sport. It was both linked to UFC 200, this gigantic show, and it was a bad look for the UFC. But my 2016 story of the year is the sale of the UFC to WMEIMG. Yeah, and I think like the whole USADA testing really taking place in 2016 and cracking down, and you're, you're definitely seeing different fighters out there and people getting busted for tainted supplements, stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely affected the sport in 2016 and, and will continue to as we roll into the new year. Up next, we've got the moment of the year. Spencer, what was your 2016 moment of the year? Moment of the year would probably have to be Connor winning the second belt against Eddie Alvarez. Um, it just kind of... Him doing that allows guys to not really limit themselves to one weight class. And I, I think a lot of guys are keeping those options open now. And, you know, that helps to promote their own brand. Moving throughout the weight classes, showing that they're more dominant than people in their division and the weight class above them or the weight class below them. So, yeah, I just I think that that would probably be my moment of the year, just him getting up there with two belts and wanting to know where his, his featherweight belt was, actually. They had to bring it out. He was demanding that, and they, I don't know what the deal was with that, but, yeah, that's probably the moment of the year for me. I couldn't have said it better myself. All I've got written down for this category, all it says is Connor with two belts. That's my 2016 moment of the year. Me and you agree on that one, so... That's it, 2016 moment of the year. It's undisputed, it's undebatable. Conor McGregor holding two belts after defeating Eddie Alvarez. All right, so we're done with the awards portion of the 2016 for this year, this past year. We're gonna do a couple categories now for 2017, some predictions for 2017. I'm gonna start with who I think will be the male and female fighters of 2017, and then we're gonna give a couple bold predictions for this year as well. Who is your 2017 male fighter of the year? And I mean, I think the obvious choice, not the obvious choice, but you could always go with Connor and just what he's doing with the UFC 
and how much he's elevated everyone else. But, you know what, I'm going to go with Garbrandt, and I hope that he can hold on to the belt for a little while. I hope he does fight Dillashaw, but he seems like a really good guy, someone that could kind of be the face of the company, someone to build around, someone that could sell pay-per-views for him. Um, you know, he came out at 207, just won the belt, and his entrance with the kid who beat Leukemia. So obviously he's a good guy, he's got a good heart. So I, I think that they could kind of brand him if he beats Dillashaw to be their next guy to uh, sell pay-per-views. So I'd like to see that in 2017. Did you ask me women too, or just just no? give me give me your your woman as well. It's got to be Nunez. Like I said, I think she's going to go to 145. I think she's going to win that belt. And I don't really see anyone getting past her. So women are going to have to elevate their game. If not, she's just going to be fighting at, at both, both weight classes. And there might be some backup in you know, those 135 and 145 to get the next title shots against her. You know, She can only fight so often. But I, I think she'll go up and take that belt and just show the women's division, both of them, you know, what's really up. All right, so I've got a couple different choices. I'll start with the female, 2017. I think it's going to be Ioani on Jacek. I think she's going to stay active and she's going to keep winning. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I think she'll fight three or four times if she stays healthy, and she'll continue to win and continue her win streak and her title reign. And if she does that, I think she'll be the fighter of the year for 2017. For the males, I'm going a little, I mean, it's going to de- definitely depend on who his opponents are, but I'm going with Khabib Nurmagomedov. I think that he stays undefeated. It's just a matter of who is in front of him. If he gets some big fights, if he gets Tony Ferguson, if he gets Conor McGregor, if he gets Nate or Nick Diaz, if he gets a big name, a Damian Maia at a catchweight maybe, if he gets something big, I see him being the 2017 fighter of the year because I just don't see him losing to anybody based on his style until somebody can show me that they have something they can bring to the table that can defend what he does. I think he's going to stand defeated and if he has impressive opponents, I think he'll be 2017 fighter of the year. So I'm going to predict Khabib, Spencer has Cody Garbrandt. I'm going to predict Yanni on Jacek and Spencer has got Amanda Nunez. Spencer, do you have any bold predictions for 2017? We're going to close on this. It'll just be interesting to see what people can do when they get in there against Connor in 2017. I mean, he just gets in people's heads, makes them forget how to fight their own fight. Game plan goes out the window. It'll be interesting to see if he does move up to 170, if he can challenge for that belt. Those guys are a lot bigger, and the UFC can say whatever they want, but he knows that he's still holding. He's still got the 145 belt at his house. He's got the 155 belt. If he could go to 170, and I don't know, Woodley's just so much bigger than him. But if he could have three belts, that would be that would be crazy. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how guys, you know, how they game plan for Connor in 2017, and and try to get him to shut his mouth and kind of put him in his place. But I love what he's doing with the sport. He's growing it bigger than than anyone right now and it's it's absolutely great for the UFC but some other people have got to step up behind him and and start carrying their weight all right and my bold predictions for 2017 I'm going to give you two the first one Brock Lesnar fights for the UFC in 2017 he 
is going to be eligible to fight again in July, so I could see him coming back sometime over the summer and trying to erase everybody's memories of this failed USADA test from UFC 200. He came back to fight Mark Hunt to go out on a high note, on a big victory, and that victory has been taken away. I think he comes back at least one more time in 2017, and he fights for the UFC. And my long-term big prediction for 2017, this is something that I think will happen around the end of the year, but this is how I see it playing out. This is the inner Conor McGregor, inner Mystic Mac inside of me going long-term with this prediction. I predict that Daniel Cormier will be the UFC heavyweight champion by the end of 2017. And the reason that I think this, if you follow along with me, I think it plays out like this. I think that John Jones comes back in 2017 and he defeats Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier has nowhere to go in the light heavyweight division unless he wants to continue to try to fight fights to get back to John Jones in a title rematch that nobody really wants to see anymore at that point. I think Cain Velazquez is out due to injury or doesn't get another title shot because of his injury problems. And I think during all this, Cain goes up to heavyweight. He would get an immediate title shot. If not, maybe one win would be needed to get that title shot. But he has a perfect stylistic matchup. I think he's a very, very difficult matchup for somebody like Verdum or somebody, especially like Miocek, somebody like Dos Santos. Like he's a very bad matchup because of his wrestling. I think that Daniel Cormier will be the UFC heavyweight champion in the UFC at the end of 2017. It's a bold prediction, but I mean, he was running through the heavyweights until you know they were talking. Him versus Kane, and he didn't want to fight his his partner, the guy that he spars with, and you know, I think he very well could have been the heavyweight champion before he moved down to to light heavyweight. So, so we'll see. It's a bold prediction. That's why it's called the bold prediction. Who knows, Spencer? You got anything left you'd like to say to the people before we get out of here? No, uh, just I I like the cards that they're putting together on Fox. You know, it's exciting to see those free fights. I hope that. The UFC keeps putting on cards like that that we don't have to pay for all the the big fight cards and you know like we're sitting around this weekend it's cold there's nothing to do there's some NFL on but you know I'm always down to watch fights the UFC's growing bigger and bigger give us fights every weekend you know the, our, the true fight fans will watch and that's for sure put them on fight pass it doesn't really matter I like it I'm down for more fights too. And if you're down for more fights and more of this podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. That's at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. You can also subscribe on iTunes and Podomatic. Please rate the podcast and please comment as well. It helps the podcast out a lot. It really does. Also, there are Fight Talk t-shirts available now. They're almost sold out this first batch, which is really great. Thank you very much for everybody supporting the podcast and getting these t-shirts. I really appreciate it. But you can get these still. Just let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. Hit me up on Facebook if you got me on there. Anywhere you can get a hold of me, just let me know. Comment on iTunes, whatever it takes. Just let me know and I'll get you a shirt. And there are more shirts coming, more colors coming, more designs coming. They've been a big success, a big hit so far. So once again, thank you everybody who has done that. So thanks for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I will be back soon.
The episode you just heard of the Fight Talk podcast was brought to you in part by Vacated Title. Vacated Title is an elite design and lifestyle brand for wrestlers, promotions, and wrestling fans. VacatedTitle.com will be launching soon, and check out at Vacated Title on Twitter for the latest updates.